Are you ready to have an open and honest discussion about sex and spiritual wellness without secrets, censorship, or barriers? This is Unbuckled with your host, Christy Ann Bella. In this program, there are no topics that are off the table, from religion to health, feelings to sexuality. Get ready to hear from some incredible people. And now, here's Christy Ann Bella. Hello and welcome. I am Christiane Bella and you are listening to Unbuckled. Ah, unbuckle it. Relax, release, let it go, let it all hang out. I am actually chilling here in my studio in just my robe. I am advocating for comfort and um, I was actually talking to somebody recently about, you know, being on the spectrum um, of neurodivergency and really not liking clothes and clothes are like, like I love fashion that this is the irony of it. I love fashion. Like absolutely like love my clothes and my, and my wardrobe and outfits and costumes and things. Um, but I'm very particular about fabrics and textures and, um, tags. I actually, I was like trying to sell my clothes and like no place wanted them because I cut all the tags out of all of my clothes. <laughs> so they're like, we have no way of knowing what size it is or like, you know, what brand it is or whatever. And, um, but I'm like, I can't, I can't stand that feeling. So, um, yeah, so I'm sitting here in my robe and, uh, I was talking to my, uh, partner about, you know, just being fully, <sighs> fully open. I think, um, I alluded recently to a story, uh, about some, a man taking his shirt off in a space and like people cheering and my not feeling comfortable, um, to be topless in that space. Uh, and just, yeah, that, you know, the nipple is just such a point, like pun intended, I guess, a point of of, of divide. Um, and so, yeah, so, you know, it is May, it May is masturbation month and we're going to talk about all things masturbation. Uh, we're going to talk about the, the, the things that we can observe, um, on a very physical realm. So intimacy architecture is the business uh, model that I created. This idea that there are five pillars of intimacy, of connection to yourself in relationship to yourself and in relationship to all of those around you. And uh, so physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and sexually. And so from a physical standpoint, there is a physical design of a body that has three key entrance points, um, the mouth, the anus, that's like on common on, you know, most every human design. Um, and then there's the additional human design that also has a vaginal canal, as we've come to know it to be, uh, entrance. So 
if we like really look at that human design, like everything else is the same, right? The nipples are the same. Um, the only change that really occurs is that space where then the, the body can produce uh, milk and some bodies do not. You know, if, if um, I, it goes back, I feel like the theme this month being, you know, uh, a lot about like women and mothers and the idea of, of the goddesses and, and the idea of, of the mother and the whore. Um, you know, we want to, to see the, the bosom as this nurturing space to feed and to grow and to nurture. But we also know that it has a sexual component. And so what I'm saying with intimacy architecture and, and the idea that we could possibly deconstruct gender in this really clear way that gets down to like just certain basic orifice tallies if we were like um that that we could like break this down in a way that at least for me like this is this is how it's been coming through and uh so yeah so if you just have the physical body right and the physical body design has nipples and and in some cases, these nipples become part of a cycle uh, to to nurture the next generation and provide food. So now there's this association of safety, of connection, of food, right? I mean, food is one of like our fucking most primal needs. Um, and then we also have an awareness that this physical part of our body is sexual as well, that it also... Uh, can be stimulated. It also can be sexual. It can be, uh, you know, charged with that energetic sexuality. And, and that's where we, you know, I feel like the spirituality sometimes comes into conflict is because the spirituality is like the source of this space that then the physicality and the sexuality begin to split off from. And, we lose sight of that and we start to see things like in, in opposition of, you know, like we see sometimes this idea that our mind and our emotions are in opposition. Um, so when I talk about intimacy architecture, like I talk about what the essence of it is, is this idea that you could identify each of these pieces as being part of the whole that is building a more supportive structure for a safer container for you to receive and give from. So something that um, has really been showing up a lot is, is this idea of religion. And I was actually reading this morning um, that the root of religion, like the essence of this word, if you trace it back, through Latin origins, uh, comes down to this idea of, of gathering to, to heal the wound. It was something to that effect. Um, and I mean, that is just like so powerful. When I think about that, I think about, um, stuff that I've seen about tribal gathering places and like indigenous people, you know, when, when somebody in the the tribe is like hurting, not just physically, but, you know, 
mentally, emotionally, or spiritually like feeling pain, they like circle around them. Or when they're angry, like, you know, they have these traditions of circling around to help release uh, these charges of energy. And, and I thought about that. I thought about, you know, this idea of like, like people gathering around to try to heal the wound. And I feel like a key piece to healing this wound is to reconcile that the mother is also sexual and, and to have, I feel like there's a difference, you know, cause it's like, yes, man's sexuality or what we would consider the sperm, the sperm from the giving body that has two <laughs> key orifice entrances, um, and exits that body, that container, you know, gives out a, an energy that that then alchemizes with something else to create life. So it's a different type of sexual energy. Um, and there's a space where I think there, you know, there isn't this allowance because that body design is is you know, what we would consider hetero cis man's uh, cliche body design um, is taught about this like penis first, go forth, you know, thinking you like you're almost a, a victim to this, like you just think with your dick and spray it out. And, you know, and so when it, when the energy that, that is that nurturing uh, parental energy comes out. It like comes out at such a far distance from the sexuality there, you know, there is this resistance to, to the sexual self that, that could actually find pleasure, um, in, in the anal region. And I think men like tighten and they clench their ass all the time and they walk around with their ass clenched and they're sitting and their asses are clenched all the time. And they just like have this in ability to really receive and relax and let go. Um, you like, you know, this is why prostate cancer is a thing. Like men, like they don't poop. They like, they hold it in like, um, and, and I grant, I am generalizing, like, you know, I'm, I'm speaking from the experience of, of the men I've seen in my life of, uh, you know, a certain presentation of man. Um, but yeah, like, you know, there's such a healing that can come from allowing yourself to move energy through like these, these energy channels. So if you really look at it from like this perspective of, kind of combining science with the kundalini energy. So you have the anus right at the root um, base and the energy goes, you know, flowing up the spine. It also goes through all the way through the intestines, right up through the stomach, connecting in like, like our digestive system connects into everything in our blood, in our organs, like everything is dependent on our ability to receive nutrients, to, to take things in through the mouth. So if you start at like the, you know, the divine space, as it were, um, the space that comes upright and towards the crown, 
you know, your your mouth entrance is a space where things come out, sound comes out, air comes out, tones come out, words come out. Um, and food is typically what goes in there as well as, you know, other objects. Like, you know, we put all kinds of things in our mouth to like soothe us, like gum chewing and, um, you know, and, and then in the sexual realm. And so the energy literally kind of goes on this scientific space in our eyes, in our ears, and then very, you know, deeply in our mouth being like a very key orifice of receiving energy, um, the breath, the prana, and and all of the other things that we put in ourselves. And then what we digest, what we use, how we use it, it kind of moves through the different energy channels. So then that becomes, you know, the the heart and the power center and the belly and the you know, the sex organs and the energy of the creativity and the inner child. And then it comes out the anus. <laughs> like It really does. Like, you know, like even if you think the chakras are woo-woo, <laughs> like it, we, we really do move our energy through this channel. And we know what it feels like to have energy move in an opposing direction, right? If you've thrown up, you know how fucking uncomfortable that can feel. And when we're like not saying something, when we're uh, holding our power in and we're not getting angry and we're not expressing, like you feel like you're choking on your words. Like you feel like you're gagging and, uh, and then, you know, this like, verbal something will eventually like spill out because we can't contain it it's supposed to be moved and the energy you know to be able to like look at all the roles the physical mental emotional spiritual and sexual play in these different energy centers and their jobs as well as the physicality of it because that's where people start to like dis-ease starts to generate, you know, like I've been navigating a fucking some kind of, I mean, I know it's just, it's the energy. I know it's the fucking energy of, uh, <laughs> um, of, you know, definitely connected to the abuse trauma. Cause it's centrally located in like my urethra area and my, uh, vaginal canal. And so it's, you know, was it a yeast infection? Is it a UTI? Like I keep going back to the midwife and pelvic floor therapy really helped, um, you know, I'm doing these wonderful tinctures with this amazing company that, um, they, you know, they grow all their herbs and they make these incredible tinctures. Uh, so I see though that, you know, the discourse of my being able to let waste go out of my body, um, in a comfortable way, you know, the holding back you know, that like part of interrupting the digestive process. And it's an interesting one because it's like part of interrupting the digestive process on like the death cycle of something. Um, so just recognizing that, like recognizing the energetic component to what's physically happening. And then, you know, like last night I was actually, my body was feeling overstimulated and it was really helpful to masturbate. So, you know, I allowed myself to like, to have that space of like meeting myself there in, in this very intense high wired, uh, vibrational state 
and to like discharge this energy. And I think about, you know, how religion, this, this idea that was really brought from this space of wanting to like come together to heal the wound, to heal the misconception of one's separateness, um, or one's like lack, you know, and to, and want to come together in, in the, the wholeness of being, um, in community and revered and loved and, and, you know, we, we shunned the very thing that brought us here, which is this miraculous sex, which is why I, I think, you know, the, the design of what we know as the woman body was highly more regarded um, because of that capability, because of this extra special entrance passageway that can receive in and then give out something incredibly miraculous. And I'm not someone who's ever had kids. I don't want to have kids. I've reconciled for years what it would mean to be a mother. I, I really don't feel comfortable and safe in my body uh, being pregnant, which I'm sure is why I've never gotten pregnant, even when I had these loving whimsical, beautiful ideas of like wanting to have a baby with my partner. Um, the like deeper seated discourse to, uh, to a baby just like, it's, it's not my path. Um, and I don't think having a baby or not having a baby makes you any more or less of a woman on this energetic level of just like how the body is designed that like, you know, there is this potentiality there. And we lose sight of how, how to channel it and redirect it. I think, um, because it's something that has been really stripped away of it's like root miraculousness <laughs> and um and it's been looked at as this like medical issue or problem which i'm sure plays into you know some of my aversion to it um and take a water sip for a moment pause on that thought so yeah, if we can come to the body in a space of honoring that all physical bodies are miraculous and thus deserve safe spaces to be uninhibited, right? And so you know, that's going to look different for everybody, like what your idea of uninhibited is. Um, for me, uninhibited is being able to be naked and, you know, be comfortable, like going, be sitting at, at, at the beach or at a park. You know, I think like if we had designated areas where, nudity is accepted 
um, that are less hidden away. And we allowed, you know, if, if human design with its two orifice key entrance pathway, um, is permitted to show their nipples, then human design with three orifice entry passageway, you know, nipples are all equal. Um, so with that being said, we're about to go to break. And when we return from break, for those of you who actually uh, watch the videos that I put out of these podcasts that we record and listen to, there will be nipples because nipple equality. That is what we've covered more or less in the last 20 or so minutes um, as we talk about masturbation and the untangling of uh, gender and really uh, honing into the power of human design and the way in which we can input and output information through our physical design and how that correlates to our mental, emotional, spiritual, and sexual wellness. This is Intimacy Architectures Unbuckled, and I am Christiane Bella, and we'll be right Think about how much sound you hear all the time. Noise, music, your own heartbeat. What is it made of? How does it work? How does it affect you? The universe of music takes you into the particles of life and the beat of living. It is an interactive online masterclass of music and science taught by the internationally renowned musician and scholar, Dr. Marcin Bella. Visit theuniverseofmusic.com. That's theuniverseofmusic.com. Are you tired of having the same fight over and over again? Is it hard to remember a time when you felt close to each other? Before you call it quits, do you want to do something to rebuild that spark of intimacy? Of course you do. Ignite the passion like never before with Intimacy Architecture. Text 626-310-5159 to set up your relationship consultation. Again, text 626-310-5159. You are listening to Unbuckled with Christy Ann Bella. Reach out to Christy Ann with any questions or comments at intimacyarchitect at gmail.com. That's intimacyarchitect at gmail.com. Christy Ann welcomes your emails. Now, back to the show. Hello, 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 and welcome back. I am Christiane Bella, your intimacy architect, and we are unbuckled, especially if you are watching on our video podcast. We are unbuckled officially uh, and fully. <laughs> so, yeah, we are talking about it is uh, masturbation month, it is the month of May, and the unbuckling and uh, de-stigmatizing, sexualizing, um, body parts in a space that hopefully leads us to what I believe is, you know, is I feel like nipples are a key divide in gender equality, um, because it really says that I, you know, I see you only as one thing, um, 
or even worse, what I see you as is in contradiction to the other things I, I need to behold you to be. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, I feel like the, and <laughs> we're using terminology here that I'm exploring, um, as I explore the great untangling of gender. Um, so I'm referring to what would be, uh, a typical, uh, cis male, uh, physical body as human design, uh, number two, the, uh, two orifice entrance and uh, key exit passageway of what is received and inputted and outputted through the human design. Uh, and then human design three is the uh, cis uh, woman uh, design of the, the three key uh, entrance and exit points of uh bodily energy. So yeah, <laughs> just to give you like a, a, a syllabus of swords to refer back to with, with this language. So yeah. So if we, if, you know, if we can boil it down to that, if we can boil it down to, to that space of, of anatomy meets energy, you know, the container, the human design that, uh, how it, energy is inputted and, and outputted through each individual vessel. And obviously, you know, every vessel varies. Um, so we have this like general space we're attempting to work from, from based on what's familiar to us. Um, and in other spaces, you know, if you think about like places in, in Europe and places where things are, are not colonized um, places where indigenous people and cultures are, are living uh, more in, in a space to their, their origin and roots than the woman's, you know, the, the three, the, the three human design model um, nipples are not considered something sexual because, you know, even though woman shows up as, as nurturer and provider and, you know, things that we, we attribute to woman, this, this idea of being the mother figure, that archetype energy. Um, it's not in contrast to mother or that energy is showing up in the divine whore, the, the divine lover, that, that like sexual goddess energy. Um, and I think that's, you know, that's the piece, this, this idea that it's like an either or. And then married couples come to me and they're like, oh, all like, you know, why, <laughs> why we never have sex, you know, um, uh, who always has to be the initiator and, and this whole thing. And I get it because like, it's been trained out of you to, to, you know, to want sex, like, like, typical woman, female design, you know, human design number three, <laughs> um, tends to be programmed to see the, you know, the, play out this game of like wanting sex and not wanting sex. And, um, and then also, you know, 
I think even more shamed than men for like, like the idea. I feel like there, <laughs> like the discussion about female masturbation is so non-existent. Like they're like almost isn't it, cluelessness. I feel feel like shows up even before shame. It's like like almost feeling shameful about having no fucking idea because nobody you know, starts that conversation. And I mean, thank God that's changing. Like now, I'm, I mean, I, I'm so grateful for people out there having these conversations. But yeah, I think about, you know, growing up in a space where um, the energy of woman was <laughs> like, you know, all about this, like holding back and, um, and like, instigating this chase and that this like chasing this like Tom and Jerry style, like cat and mouse game was like part of the bit. Um, and that's just such a dysfunction in creating any kind of like consent, you know, that is like the polar opposite of uh, healthy consent based and like boundaries based culture and conversations to be able to be direct. So I'm circling back around. <laughs> I had an awesome masturbation session last night to someone who actually might be our guest on this show. Um, so a friend of a friend introduced me to this incredible person who is somebody who I've been like loosely manifesting and visualizing. I've been wanting a long distance partner who is also a teacher um, who, you know, has that language, has that vocabulary is in that space of of knowing what it's like to to hold circles and events and and have someone I could like travel to to visit and um just like really really cool energy and uh they showed up at my door <laughs> with another dear friend uh over the weekend and it was amazing um we just had these like fabulous conversations and so as a leader of uh sex positive work in uh, Portland, I thought they would be a wonderful guest, uh, to have great conversations with here on this podcast. So we are tentatively having uh, a date day that may include being a podcast guest, uh, which I just loved. I love that. Like we went into this, like the conversation was like, Hey, are you open to talk? Yes, I'm open to talk. Uh, you know, here's what I'd like to talk about. I'd like to talk about, you know, making plans to see you. I'm in town till here. What's your availability? And like, and really just broke down the conversation to like, what am I available for? What are my desires? Where do I already feel that hell yes energy? And giving myself permission to go forth and ask, because I know that no matter what happens, I am capable of letting go, like, you know, either way, whether the things occur or they don't occur. Um, but just to like, be even more open to what is unknown. Uh, <laughs> and just love that. Yet at the same time, have this incredible a safer space container conversation that went over a lot of great things. Like, you know, are we, uh, yet we were both a yes to deep conversation. Like we're both, uh, a curious, uh, maybe leaning towards a yes to sensual connection, uh, you know, and just like breaking down all the facets of like, okay, where are you in that spectrum of yes, no, maybe, 
Um, and what's driving that, you know? So when I talk about the pillars of intimacy and this idea of your physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and sexual self, there's this, you know, the physical body will have a reaction first. Um, it's back to where we began this whole, <laughs> this whole incredible, uh, journey that we're on, um, that we really have this human design that is designed to, to move energy through these great different input and output components. And, and through that, we're able to, we feel, you know, we literally feel, we have senses, we hear, we see, we feel, we taste, we smell these like basic. And then there's this energetic sense of that, which is beyond the physical body. Um, and you know, that's like our emotional field, and then it comes back deeper into us, into this mental space, um, into this supercomputer that is our brain. So, you know, I have this energy meeting this person. Um, I'm like curious. I'm turned on. I'm totally like getting off on their like hot nail polish that they're fucking rocking and the scruffy beard and like all the things. And, um, and so, yeah. So after, you know, a great afternoon of like, having fucking brilliant conversation that like was like goofy, fun, flirty, and like talking about like flying kites and electricity and, <laughs> and all this great stuff. Um, it also had this concrete space where it was like, oh, I can be really clear in my needs and, you know, the checking in, like, you know, are you open to hearing this? Like, are you in a space to receive this? can you compute this right now? <laughs> and if so, then what does that look like? Like how, you know, um, how's that landing for you? So we get to go through, we have the physical response. And I just feel like often we don't come from the physical place first. We come from the emotional mental place first. And I feel like, you know, the, the key to my path and what has made all the difference is coming from this spiritual physical place first that then sets in motion the emotional and mental response. Um, because when it, it goes the other way, that's when I think we're, you know, we're reacting to the outside world instead of co-creating through our internal system, the world around us and how we're engaging. Um, so it's a different type of response. It's, it's more like receptive as, a, as opposed to even responding. Um, okay, I'm gonna take a water break. <laughs> Pause on that thought. Okay, so last night began with being very electric, turned on, right? Based on an awesome afternoon of great consent conversation with somebody I'm totally jonesing on. And this leads to a desire to engage in self-pleasure, which is not something that I was taught. In fact, to the contrary, like, you know, my mom, I have a very vivid memory of my mother taking me to the doctor to ask the doctor, like, what the hell was wrong with me? Um, and I have this thing I love to do when I was little, which I realize now is such like this, like territorial, uh, safety space out of, um, like trauma response, but I would like go and like rub like my pubis bone area, uh, on like people's like beds and like 
uh, like I would go off and be like, I have to use the bathroom. And like, I'd find people's bedrooms and I would go like mark my territory and like rub myself on it. Um, so yeah. So my mom takes me to the doctor and the doctor, like, I don't recall, I actually recall him being much more compassionate and like trying to like diffuse the shame um, and, 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 uh, trying to help her understand like this is a normal part of things, which, um, was, you know, a surprise, I think to my mother, my mother was like, I, you know, I don't understand, like, how do I like, I feel like my mother was like, how do I stop her from doing this? Um, and, you know, and I see now that that was like something so much bigger of her own sexual repression and repression of her own uh, trauma grooming and and potential abuse that uh, occurred within the family, um, as well as like a deep seated denial about the the incest that was going on. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, anytime she caught me masturbating, like she either just like wouldn't say anything to me or she would like be cold then and like give like the silent treatment and stuff afterwards. Um, so yeah, so did not have a healthy relationship with masturbation growing up, especially growing up Catholic and like all the, the shame. And, um, I feel like, you know, boys are shamed in this way of like, you'll, you'll do it so much that, you know, it's gross and you'll grow hair on your palm or whatever. Um, and with women, it's like, it's not, there isn't even a conversation that you will do it. It's just like, like, you know, <laughs> so it's, it's like fascinating. Um, it's like shame and denial, uh, very entangled there. So, yeah, so I started, I mean, I, I definitely, you know, always engaged in, in self, I, ga- I engaged in self-soothing. I think that has been the big distinction for me in my masturbation. And I feel like that was kind of, uh, you know, a piece reflecting on last night, it was like combo self-soothing, which, you know, also can create self-pleasure, but like, I didn't go into it from a self-pleasure place. It definitely was like a self-soothing place. Um, and I, it's not that anyone is better or, 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 you know, just honoring and observing the differences. So, uh, so yeah, so from this very like self-soothing place, um, you know, I'm, I'm having these like great fleeting (laughs) sexy moment thoughts, um, about the person that I'm going to visit with on Friday. And they like, I love when, when my like sex fantasies like include the banter of consent conversation and they like do, you know, it's like, oh yeah, like you know, we're going to like, like I was literally, (laughs) I was literally, uh, in my space thinking about like, oh yeah, I'm going to tell them, um, we'll have the stars talk and I'll get to tell them that I, uh, I have oral herpes and he'll probably say that he has it too. And it'll be cool. And, uh, and (laughs) we'll have this hot makeout session. (laughs) Um, so yeah, it's just such a fascinating when you really give yourself space to be all of who you are, there's nothing that you're hiding. You know, whoever you're showing up with, um, if there isn't this alignment and space to, to joyfully come together to what your hell yeses are, that it's totally cool. And like, you know, leaving that situation will actually open up space for the hell yes thing that you want. I think that's a piece we don't realize when we just like default get into a, 
this is better than nothing um good enough style relationship when we're like okay we'll all compromise like you can't have everything you want and so I'll you know let go of some key things that matter to me and try to make concessions to be in this relationship and we don't realize that we're like actually like blocking ourselves from the the thing that we actually do want by um and I'm not saying it has to be like all or nothing but I'm you know I know like I've been sitting lately with uh, with reaching out to this really yummy musician who I connected with at a fabulous, fabulous moon circle with some mutual friends. Um, and I'm like, mm, it would definitely be from from vibes, I've, you know, when we, he has reached out, I was like, mm, this seems more, you know, traveling musician like this would be, be more of like friends with benefits, which is totally cool. But I'm like, do I want that? Like. Um, you know, what I love about the idea of having a long distance relationship is a lot of the things that I love about a relationship, which is like, um, sexy texting and having like, uh, places to go and travel and visit and like do these things that you, um, tend to do a lot in, in a long distance relationship. And I like the, like the having space with someone who, you know, isn't maybe in my circle and is like, creating an expansion of circles. Yeah. So like thinking about, you know, what do you want to feed? You know, what, wh- how can you come to your physical self um, and think about what you're feeding your physical self mentally and emotionally and spiritually and sexually? And what does that, what is what you're inputting give you as far as output, you know, like is what you're inputting giving you a really good output system. Um, Because if things are like blocked and stuck or like something isn't outputting in a healthy way, then yeah, it's like, you know, how can you go back and give yourself permission? How can you go back and give yourself permission to input something new? Um, I talked to somebody recently and you know, they, they want to come for a session, but they'd have to like work around their partner because their partner like kind of knows, but like doesn't. And I'm like, man, that is just such a bummer that we can't be honest with our partners. Just like, you'd be like, I'm going to the doctor, you know, I'm going to the dentist. I'm going, (laughs) I'm going to like go get a massage or you can't be like, I'm going to a sex worker to, uh, you know, get to play out this like fantasy that I have that you're super not into, but like it plagues me and I have to like express myself. And so I'm going to go and get to like have that done. You know, it's, it's so vital. These pieces are so vital to how we live. And, you know, when we talk about building intimacy and building a relationship with ourselves and building a life that you love, that comes with like transparency and authenticity and, um, and an honesty about yourself and about like the the inherent truth that your spiritual self desires these expressions of the physical body. You know, like the the spiritual self came here to have a physical experience and to go through the the magical space where physicality and spirituality meet in our emotions and in our sexuality and in our mentality. And the ability to go from like ethereal ideas to like tactile objects in the three dimension 
it's like a fun fucking game. And when we try to uh, void out one of these key pillars, all the others suffer. You know, all the others take a hit when you try to extract one of, of them. Um, so yeah, you know, and, and, and it, and then we have the vacuum of excess where we try to create a deficit when we try to damp something down, then we create excess in other places. And then that void, that vacuum of like, you know, so I'm, I'm sure if at any point my mother or her mother or their mothers before them could have had, you know, a better conversation about masturbating, um, I wouldn't, you know, it's possible I, I wouldn't have treated it almost like fucking getting little like hits of crack and like running off, you know, into the corners of people's houses to like, you know, rub myself on something. Um, and I also recognized where like I needed to self-soothe, like, you know, my body was used to abuse to such an extent that like if I wasn't being stimulated, I thought there was something weird and wrong and like off and like it like unsettled me. So, you know, finding a space where I can honor uh, that neither of these is wrong. You know, if, if I cut myself and I need to put a bandaid on it, I wouldn't be like, Oh, that's bad. So if I'm like feeling overstimulated and I, I want to ground and center and like actually like calm my body, it's, it's almost like, you know, it's funny that they used to treat women for hysteria, um, and masturbate them off because it, it there is something about this electrical charge that you get through the orgasm that actually helps to release and calm and we, you know, we can certainly get into like the neuroscience of it all that, yeah, I mean, your brain is actually, you know, releasing oxytocin and all these great chemicals to to help calm um, and create a sense of euphoria. So, you know, when, when we think about allowing space for sexuality, you know, it, it's like anything else. Like, you know, we know that like don't do drugs just caused more fucking drug problems and and we know that like anti any program like doesn't work um my husband and i actually i i wrote this really beautiful chant um because he you know he's from poland like it's very close to ukraine and what's happening and he he lived through communism and he's seen things like this unfold and and um and so it actually wasn't a chant for peace it was a chant for a most like benevolent uh, truth of like source love to move through, like, because there has to be a a shaking and a shift and a change. Um, So, you know, if we can learn anything from like, you know, I I always was told you study history so that you, you learn from history. (laughs) Like, you know, can we learn from history that repressing sexuality and repressing, um, people's rights and their, their, you know, their making their bodies wrong does not help us as a society to grow and to be creative and to be loving and connected and compassionate. And I have four minutes. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, you know, it's time. It's time to give yourself permission to be physically in your body, to, to be spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally, and sexually within your whole self. And I love you. And I'm here for all of that adventure. Um, 
All right, so we have three minutes. Let's close with one long ek onkar, which is all the energy moving through the system of the chakras and the body. Ek onkar satsanam siriwa he guru ek onkar satsanam siriwa he May the long time sun shine upon you and all love surround you. I'm so grateful for every moment I get to show up and be my whole self. I love you. Go forth and do what makes you shine. I'm Christy Bella. This is Intimacy Architecture. Come and play with us on our independent social media, The Pleasure of Possibilities. You can find it on Mighty Networks. It is Pleasure Posse. And I will see you next time. Take care. Thank you for listening to Unbuckled. You can join Christy Ann Bella for another program with amazing guests, stories, and advice every week on the Voice America Variety Channel. Be sure to check out our new show coming soon. 